The 2022 NFL schedule is out. What are some of the biggest games, the toughest stretches for teams? Looking at strength of schedule, everything you need to know about the 2022 NFL schedule coming up right now. You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson with you at the Peacock at Williamson NFL on Twitter. Get those questions in for our Tuesday live episode, Twitter Tuesday, or you can just jump into the chat with us on YouTube. We are on the Locked On NFL YouTube channel now, and it is a fun place to be if you want to see Matt and Mai's mug as we <laughs> talk about the NFL here every single day. Thanks for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Matt, the schedule's out. It, it gets it does get me excited for the NFL. I think they maybe make too big of a deal of it, but the NFL is so good at having all of these events. And then it's, so you start to die down a little from the draft, and then here comes the schedule release, and they make a huge show the last three hours about it. I don't know if you need three hours, but... <laughs> Yeah. It's awesome just to think of real football. It's like, okay, now we're back into the real world of picturing helmets colliding, right? An actual game happening rather than just what these teams look like on paper. But there's some on-paperness to this as well of what schedules look like, whose schedule looks difficult going into the season, and then until we get to see these teams play on the field and know exactly what this um, new variety of all these squads are going to look like. But, Matt, what is the first thing you look for when an NFL schedule comes out? So here's what I did last night is, you know, there was four of us Steeler analysts on live radio between 8 and 9 p.m. last night analyzing the schedule as soon as it came out. And you would think that we would get a little leg up, you know, maybe they'd give us a schedule at like 745 so we could study it and have some clue what we're talking about when we go live. We got it about 758. So we were scrambling a little bit, but we made it work. And, you know, we could probably spend the whole first segment of this podcast talking about things to look for for your favorite team as soon as you see the schedule. So, for example, one of the guys with me is a Steeler beat reporter, and he's looking at it going, boy, he's looking at his travel schedule. And it just so happens the Steelers happen to be the team that travels the fewest miles in the league this year. So he's like, Man, I only have two flights. I'm only I'm flying to Carolina. I'm flying to Miami, but I can drive everywhere else. That's wonderful. You know, maybe I'll stay here an extra day to work. Blah blah blah. Uh, there was an older gentleman on the you know, it was kind of a Steeler Pittsburgh legend, and he's looking at it like, man, I hate the night games because I just have a you know, I just don't function as well late at night as I do you know, one o'clock, four o'clock. You know, and they have five night games, so he wasn't thrilled about that. So I think these are things your team should look for and these are things i looked for immediately and it'll apply to different teams differently is first of all weather i think the first two three four weeks of the year you're at a major disadvantage playing in miami you know in jacksonville because you gotta think i mean these guys the starters in particular do not play 60 minutes up in, in any game until week one so Getting in, quote, football shape is always difficult to begin with, let alone doing it in Miami, like New England has to do to open the season this year. Like, that's a rough start. Um, I also think that very much applies to Denver, that 
if you are traveling to Denver early in the year, you are at a massive advantage because the high air and the lack of oxygen, you know, so I'm looking at Denver's schedule. They're on the road week one, then they host Houston and your Niners. So you can make a lot of money betting on Denver early in the season. And they have an excellent record over 40 years, 50 years, whatever, those first couple games of the season. The same at home. The same is true for, if you know you got Buffalo on the schedule, I think you'd rather play them week eight than week 18, or Green Bay, or Chicago, or, you know, the the cold weather teams, because you got to think the home team has an advantage there. Um, A specific thing with Denver, as I mentioned, I also think you have to look at Cleveland and say, I think Deshaun Watson's going to get suspended. I know Cleveland's going to be on my schedule this year. I think we want to play them early rather than late. You know, they open at Carolina, then they have the Jets, Steelers, Falcons. I have no idea how long Watson's going to be suspended, but I have a feeling he will be. I'd rather play Cleveland early than late. I certainly think you look at your bye weeks as well. You know, like, I I remember when the, the Bucs won the Super Bowl. They had the latest bye week in the league that year, and they were an older team, and they were a good team before the bye. They had a winning record. But then they took that, that week off, and I think everyone's recharged, and Brady kind of took over, and they never lost again. You know, like, so I think you want a middle to late bye week. And maybe as importantly, look at your schedule, but then look at the schedules of every team you play. Like, for example, I noticed that the Steelers, as everyone, has a bye week, and then they play their their upcoming opponent after the bye, as everyone does. They go to they they host New Orleans, but there's two instances where the Steelers, and it'll be more true for other teams, play a team that is coming off their bye. So that my favorite team has one game where they're going to be well, you know, a week rested more than their opponent. But they have two games where their opponents are going to have a week's worth of rest more than them. And that's also true for Thursday night. I mean, I think Thursday night on the road is brutal. You know, I think you need to look at those things. How many, you know, primetime games you have, uh, where are your short weeks going to be. And, of course, you look at it and just see the teams. You know, boy, we got the Rams, Bills, Chiefs, and, you know, some other Packers in a row. That looks ugly, you know. And then this year, more than ever, you got to look at the uh, – international games. I mean, there's games in London, Germany, and Mexico, and I haven't studied that, but it just I'm just looking at it now. Jacksonville plays in London against Denver in week eight, and they don't have a bye before or after. Like every other international game, at least that I'm looking at here, and I might be missing one, at least you go across the pond, you have the next week off. Like, I can't believe that they don't have the week off after – the London game. So that's a big disadvantage to me. They, they, they host the Vegas Raiders after going to London the week before. I wish I could bet on the Raiders right now, (laughs) whatever, you know, you know what, Matt, you can bet on the Raiders right now. With our friends at Bet Online, we're going to get into we ton need of other to do that stuff. On purpose. Yeah, we're going to get into ton of other stuff here on the schedule as well. You know, who's got the 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 road game stretch, the the nice home game stretches. You strength the schedule a little bit here, maybe peek a little closer to week one. Some of those international games, some of our favorite games on the schedule. But thanks to our partners at Bet Online, which continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. 
you can already bet on all of those lines. And we've got the opening lines for week one right now. Game one of however many games there are in a season. Thursday night, it is the Buffalo Bills at the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams right now are favored by one point at mm-hmm. Bet Online, And I think the biggest dogs on the week are actually uh, the Bears at home hosting the 49ers are six and a half point dogs. And it is the... Uh, it is the Houston Texans at home that are eight-point dogs. So those are the biggest dogs, and they're both home dogs in week one. You know how we like those home dogs when we do our picks yeah. and our bets. So maybe Houston that's a way Colts. you want to go. But there's tons of NFL futures at Bet Online, NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball. There is uh, you know, boxing, UFC, Vegas casino games as well, live betting in-game, esports, and a tons more at Bet Online, your continued source for everything sports, wagering, and information. So head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action at Bet Online, where the game starts. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen. For your second listen, check out the rest that the NFL, the Locked On NFL channel has to offer. And by the way, that's where you can find Peacock and Williamson. The Locked On NFL channel on YouTube is the new home of Peacock and Williamson. And you can still find us on all of your old podcast feeds as well at all the same places. But there's other folks like Ross Jackson, Chris Carter, Tony Wiggins, and the gang doing the Locked On NFL podcast. Uh, your team is covered no matter the sport here on the network. And there is no offseason for real fans and that's why we do what we do every day here on the locked on podcast network so make sure you are also subscribed up and hanging out not only during the season but all off season long let's talk about some of these rough stretches matt on the schedule yeah i think this is interesting yeah teams with you know three straight road games and no buys in between and there's four teams that really stand out there that, that have the toughest stretches i think as far as just no rest and three straight road games and that is the packers in week seven eight nine that is the Chiefs in week 13, 14, and 15. The Miami Dolphins in 13 through 15. And we're talking about West Coast runs there for an East Coast team. So that's a really tough one for, uh, you know, brand new head coach and, and brand new coaching staff there for the Miami Dolphins. And then the Philadelphia Eagles traveling Ooh. three straight road games between weeks 15 and 16. Late in the season there with some of those too. So you're not going to have any buys or anything to help you out after that stretch either. Okay, so there's one thing I wanted to say last segment that I'm just going to throw out there as well. It's on my mind. Just so people know, this changes every other year. Last year, AFC had nine home games and six road games. This year, it's the opposite. AFC has nine road games and eight home games. There's only three preseason games now, in case you don't know. But there's a big gap after the week three preseason game. There's a week off. So I'm assuming a lot of starters will play week three. Okay, got that out of the way. I just want to make sure I said that. You mentioned that Miami stretch. So I, I have the schedule grid in front of me. Those three road games are week 13, 14, 15. They're at San Fran. You know, that's a that's a haul from Miami, of course. At the Chargers, at Buffalo. Ooh, you know, like that just makes my skin crawl. I wonder if they'll try to at least stay over in California and practice Maybe. that week yeah. before the, the Chargers game because that would be crazy to go back 3,000 miles and come back again to play the Chargers in L.A. at week 14. But then that's the biggest trip you can make is going from L.A. all the way to Buffalo, and it's a flight to get back down to Miami from Buffalo even though you're on the East Coast again. So that's that's a really, really rough stretch of the season there. And uh, it's going to be a fun game actually for the Dolphins and, and 
uh, Mike McDaniel in week 13 going up against his his old boss, right? Like the yeah, the, oh, uh, the the master and the apprentice, you know, how much did Kyle Shanahan teach Mike McDaniel all those years? Does does mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan still have some some tricks up his sleeve that Mike McDaniel doesn't know or was Mike McDaniel truly the mastermind behind it all all of this time? So that that's that's a fun little wrinkle in week 13 too. So you mentioned there was four teams with three straight road games. As you were talking, I looked at all four of them, their stretch of those three games. None of them are nearly as bad as Miami, just in terms of opponent strength. You know, like that. And I don't know about you, but if you knew you have three straight road games, I think I'd want that early in the season. You know, maybe that puts you behind the eight ball schedule wise, but. I don't want that late in the year when I'm weary or, you know, I have an aging quarterback or, you know, my, my stars are up in age and fighting five different injuries and all these guys have it late. I mean, Packers are middle of the year, but Chiefs, Dolphins, Eagles have, you know, three straight road games from week 13 on. That is a brutal stretch. On the flip side, there are multiple teams with three, three straight home games. I mentioned the 49ers Dolphins there. The 49ers schedule should be more difficult than it is because they're playing the two toughest divisions in the league and they're playing mm-hmm. the, the NFC West and the AFC West. And but when you look at their schedule, first of all, they they have an extra home game because they're an NFC team and mm-hmm. one of their road games is in Mexico City. So it's a neutral site game against the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, wow. That's a home game for the Cardinals. So they only have seven true road games on the season. And, and that Mexico City's got a lot of 49ers fans. That's going to feel as much like a home game, you know, as far as the, the fans that are going to be there rooting for the for the 49ers and the Cardinals in that game. So mm-hmm. um, that is a really wow, nice, nice. – yeah. they only have one – they only have one stretch because of those seven true road games where they have back-to-back road games. Not even, not even back-to-back-to-back. They only have one back-to-back road game. Everything else, they're having either a bye in between or they get to come back home in between all their road games and and that one stretch is only is the Panthers and the the Falcons. So the second half of the back-to-back is the Falcons, which isn't a rough, you know, team to be playing on the road. I don't think right, this right. year anyway. So the 49ers schedule could have been really bad and I actually came away thinking that was actually a much easier schedule and then the, we talked about the Niners because they're uh they have a stretch of three straight home games uh along with what six other teams. So weeks 12 through 14 during that same stretch where the Dolphins come to town they have three straight home games do the 49ers the Carolina Panthers have three straight home games between week three and five the Cowboys are home between week 12 and 14 the Lions are home between week 12 and 14 as well the Minnesota Vikings have three straight home games from a week 11 through week 13. The New York Giants are home early in the season for three in a row. They start on the road, then they come back home for three straight. So that's a nice little start to the season for the yeah, New York Giants. Yeah, kickstart them a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the Buccaneers get a, a friendly schedule at the start of the year as well with, I think, four out of five home games. They, they're they home between weeks three through five. Okay. Yeah, interesting. I, I, I like seeing some of those stretches and tough things to deal with. Um, I know we have some other numbers and other things to get to. I just want to throw one thing at you, just your opinion on it. Some of these teams that have new quarterbacks, new coaches, a lot of change, Do you, would you rather play them in week one because you think they're scrambling and don't quite know what they're doing, but you don't have any tape on them? You know, like yeah. I, I always think about that, like, you know, the Brady led Patriots, the, the Ben led Steelers. Like I know what I'm getting, you know what I mean? Year after year, 
But if it's a team with a new coach, a new quarterback, a new scheme, preparing all offseason for them is much more difficult. But that coach and quarterback might be way over their head, too. You know what I mean? I'd rather get that team early or late. Yeah, I I think you'd still rather have them early, but maybe week two instead of week one, just to have one game tape to view and see what they're up to. Um, because there is an element of a sneak attack that you don't know what's coming necessarily from right, a new regime, right. a new quarterback, and a new coach. And I talked about that with the, the 49ers and Bears in week one. And uh, and the Niners are going to be big favorites on the road. So you get a home team, and you don't know really exactly what to prepare for with that home team with the mm-hmm. Chicago Bears, even though their roster on paper doesn't look like they're going to be a very good team. But I'd still rather play at Chicago if you're the 49ers um, in week one than late in the year when the team has an opportunity to put things together and the weather's bad, so. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But, but folks, these coaches, starting today, your Niners are preparing for the Bears. The Bears are preparing for the Niners. You know, like, now that they know when they're playing, it's not like every practice between now and opening days and be geared towards week one, but clearly that's the game you get the most time to prep for. So you're going to install a lot of stuff going forward, you know, thinking about that opponent. Speaking of new coaches, too, the other part of being a new coach is not only implementing your scheme, but if you're someone like Mike McDaniel, who is like, you know, the, 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 this isn't necessarily accurate, but this is what, the way you think of Mike McDaniel is the super smart guy, uh, went to an Ivy League school. He's the nerd in the basement just putting together all of these fun schemes, and he had to worry about one thing. Now you're a head coach, and you've got yeah. the entire organization to worry about and so much less time to funk to uh, to focus on just your scheme and just putting in new wrinkles every single week and less time to watch tape of your opponents, and you've got to delegate all of that stuff. And, uh, you know, Chicago and, and all these cities where there are new coaches, that's one of the, and first-time coaches especially, they're going to find out how difficult it is time-wise, especially during an NFL week to get things ready. And they'll have tons of time to prepare for that first game, but then you start worrying about those coaches after week one with so much less time to prepare, and they're used to being able to focus on one small thing, and now they've got the whole organization to worry about in an NFL week. That's a tremendous point, and that's kind of what I was going with with that. You know, with the the rookie quarterbacks, uh, I mean, there's probably at most one team with a rookie quarterback starting week one. You know, so this is an odd year in that way, which where last year there was so many more. But, you, you know, Miami's a perfect situation with the head coach. It's not like I have all my X's and O's and I got to make sure my, you know, my offensive staff is on par with, or you know, no, on the same page with me and my play calling and reading defenses. It's things like... When are we going to land? What's our travel? What's, you know, I got to have, this, I have all this media obligations I got to talk to. You know, your days get eaten up really quickly. What's our team meals? You know, and then game day starts, of course, and you have to address the team and all those type of things. But more importantly is, boy, when do I call a timeout? Should I go on sides here? When do I go <laughs> for it on fourth down? Where's the play clock in the stadium I've never been at before? You know, boy, it's loud in here. They're not very nice to me. You know, like, (laughs) it's a, you know what I mean? It's not Madden where you can hit pause and go, I'm going to kick a field goal or go for it. I'm going to go to the bathroom and get a beer and think it over. It's a bazillion people screaming at you as the clock's ticking down. If I was an NFL head coach, I would for sure delegate that late game clock management stuff to somebody to have them in my ear. 
to be like, okay, we're calling a timeout here. This many seconds on the clock. We're doing this. We're doing that. So you can focus mm-hmm. on everything else because uh, that's that's really it, it's it's difficult. First of all, and you oh, never yeah. can prepare for it exactly. And you need someone who's focused on just that that can help you out because we see teams make bad decisions there all the time. Especially if you are a play caller, you know, yes, if you're. Yes. I think that's a big reason Andy Reid's had clock management issues over his years because he's thinking about the next play. You know, he's an offensive play caller or a defensive play caller. A lot of head coaches are just CEO types, and then they should be able to handle those things without any you know problem. But I'm with you. I mean, I know this sounds radical and it's probably an exaggeration, but I mentioned Madden. Give me the 17 year old kid that's been playing Madden since he could crawl. That is a clock <laughs> management expert. You know what I mean? Or the MIT grad that is just so far advanced, but might not be a football expert, but just says the smart move here is to go for two or right. call a timeout. You know, yeah. at least you listen to him, you know? Yep. Instead of just like, oh, I feel like going for two here. I think we've got momentum. I, my know? gut tells yeah. me, you know, right. And there, there should be a little gut because you do have some, uh, you, you have an, a leg up on the numbers because you know how things are going. You know, if your running back is hurt and you're not going to get that one yard. Um, right. That type you're the of best right guard in the league and he's killing the defensive tackle. Yes. I should be able to get one yard. Yeah. You know, right. All right, next, let's talk a little bit more about some anomalies in the 2022 NFL schedule, primetime games, and some of our favorites to watch in 2022 coming up. But first, I'll let the folks out there know about Built Bar. How about this? Imagine dipping your finger into that plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and then opening your eyes and realizing it was only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. Well, that's what it's like to eat the new birthday cake puff flavor from Built Bar. And uh, I've received the birthday cake puff, and it's pretty phenomenal. It's unbelievable how Built Bar is able to do this. Uh, I'm st- I still love the peanut butter flavor. I just like the standard flavors the best. But these puffs are, are unreal that they can keep these low-calorie and good for you when, when puffs are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. No matter what flavor you like, you can find tons of great flavors at Built.com. There's always some fun flavors, new ones coming all the time, like the birthday cake puff flavor. And most Built Bars are only 130 to 150 calories and 16, 17 grams of protein in every one when you start to low sugar, low net carbs. And that's the key is the low sugar part. So it's the best of both worlds because it actually tastes good and it's actually something that is good for you. So it's something you're going to want to reach for. And if you don't enjoy your healthy snacks, you are not going to reach for them. You're going to reach for something bad. And when you compare a Built Bar to some candy bar you might grab that's twice as many calories, 300 plus calories with 30 grams of sugar, uh, that is not something you want to be reaching for. So get rid of those old bad snacks and replace them with Built Bars. And most Built Bars are covered, by the way, in 100% real chocolate. That's part of you feeling really good about reaching for a Built Bar. So go to Built.com, find whatever flavor you want, or get a mixed box, and use our promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, how about this part of the schedule, which is the uh, the primetime games here. Plentiful for a few teams and not so much yeah. for others. The Detroit Lions have zero. I think they're the only, yeah, team, that? only team that doesn't have a primetime game is the Detroit Lions. They, of course, host one on Thanksgiving, though. Yeah, that, I guess Thanksgiving. But that doesn't, I mean, it's a, sing, it's a standalone game, at least. It's standalone. Everyone's watching yeah. you, but it's not primetime because it's the daytime. Uh, the New York Jets, Giants, Houston, Jacksonville, Carolina, and Atlanta only have one primetime game. Cleveland, Washington, Miami, Seattle, Minnesota have two. 
Uh, the Bears, Saints, and Ravens have three. The Titans, Colts, Raiders, and Cardinals have four primetime games. And the biggest group are the teams that have five primetime games. And these are clearly the, the teams that the league wants viewers to watch. And those teams with five primetime games are the Cincinnati Bengals, the Los Angeles Chargers, the Los Angeles Rams, Buffalo Bills, Philadelphia Eagles, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Green Bay Packers, Dallas Cowboys, San Francisco 49ers, New England Patriots, Pittsburgh Steelers, Denver Broncos, and Kansas City Chiefs. So those are the prime timers. Is there any particular primetime game or just any regular game this year, Matt, that you saw on the schedule that you're circling like, okay, this is this is going to be a game. This is why you have primetime is for games like this. Well, a note about primetime games is I think it's, a again, I, I'm going to bring back the Steelers because I analyzed this live. Like, they play Monday night at Indy, and that, that is week 12. They probably don't get home after a Monday night game, especially if it's a further road trip than Indy to Pittsburgh, which isn't super far, till like three or four in the morning, you know, is when you actually get in your home bed. Like a Monday night road trip, when you think about post-game press conferences, showers, get on the bus, get on a plane, fly, get on a bus, go to the facility, get in your car, drive to your house, walk in your front door, crawl into your bed sometimes can be five in the morning and then you have a game the next week like again i was just looking at the Steelers schedule and everybody should look at their own teams the easiest game on the Steelers schedule to me is the falcons but it's at atlanta the week after a road monday night game so that's really going to be a tough game so i kind of you know is that a gimme at atlanta probably not so kind of where i'm going with this is I think there's an NFL rule with the schedule that the most primetime games they can give you is five. But I, there is some flex stuff at the end of the year where I think they can bump you to six. But, like, I look at the Bengals, for example, as a team that just isn't used to this. You know, the, frankly, the Steelers, the Bucks, the Packers, Dallas, because they're so popular, New England – KC, those teams are used to that type of brutal schedule where a team like Cincinnati that kind of has newfound success, that's hard to deal with as a coaching staff, as a player group. I mean, if five of your 17 games are, are late night that you're not getting in your bed, especially if it's a road game till very late, that's hard. It's really hard. Yeah. And that's where the primetime games, because travel sometimes helps the, and you hope you don't have a plane delay or right. a frozen wing or whatever the heck happened. You know, travel is is usually better for the teams in the east and especially the central than um, the teams on the west coast. But the, that's mm -hmm. where the teams on the west coast win is the primetime games, just because it's earlier for you. So your body sure. clock for an east coast game, you know, the game's ending at midnight and it's kind of crazy. Yeah, hundred percent. So I do think that's a challenge. You know, Cincinnati's the obvious one of teams that haven't had a lot of success lately, but now are expected to do big things. It's just harder than you th than you think, and a lot of fans don't look at it that way. I do want to talk about the teams that have the easiest and hardest schedules really quick before I forget. Uh, and mm -hmm. uh, according to Warren Sharp, and the way Warren Sharp usually does it is he looks at the Vegas win totals and the Vegas odds. So it's not his opinion; he's using Vegas. Who, right, uh, I think that's the best way to do which it. Which is a really good way to do it. And looking at those win totals from Vegas, 
is is how he decides, you know, based on who you're playing, who has the easiest schedule with projected win loss with their opponents. And uh, the team that has the easiest strength of schedule using that formula is actually the New York Giants this year. And the team with the most difficult schedule based on opponent projected win loss is the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. So it's noteworthy. I mean, I think those things matter. Of course, everything changes. I mean, and pe- people look at these these schedules now and be like, that's a win, that's a loss. Well, if Mahomes doesn't play that week, it might be different. You know, like yeah. every you never you gotta have to have some luck on your on, on your side as well. But without question, I think that's the best way to look at strength of schedule. Looking at it, you know, growing up, everyone talked about well, last year's winning percentage of your opponents. Well, the Broncos didn't have Russell Wilson last year. Like they're harder to play against now than they were then. You know, Vegas knows more than last year's win percentage. Some of my favorite games on the schedule, Matt, uh, I, I love the first game that Thursday night bills yeah. and Rams. You got the Super Bowl champion Rams and the Buffalo bill, the way the Buffalo bills season ended and you know, they're mad, but just seeing that the way that team was humming at the end of last year, can they, you know, you never carry that into another season, but man, um, I, first it's the first game of the season, first of all, so you're extra psyched about it, but it's a really good game too. The Bills at the Rams, Thursday night football to kick off the season. I, I can't wait for that one and for the season to start. I, I get really excited looking at the schedule and just really um, focusing in on some of those games. I always think, boy, chalk up a loss to the opening day road team. You know, like going into the opponents, like, back when New England was a powerhouse, like going there and they're giving rings away and it's like no team's going to win that in that environment. But I love this Bills-Rams matchup in that it's only a one-point spread. And I think most of us think probably Buffalo's the slightly better team. I don't know that they're walking into the same buzzsaw that a lot of teams have in the past. And I got a couple other schedule nuggets here if we have time too. I just want to throw out there. Yeah, we do have some time. Okay. A couple things here. How about the Cowboys opening the season? Tampa, Cincy, and then they go to play the Rams. Like, 0-3 is hard to overcome. I'm not saying they're definitely going to be 0-3, but the Cowboys look like a team on paper that is worse now than they were last year. Tampa, Cincy, Rams. Yuck. I I don't like that at all for Dallas. (laughs) Yeah, that is pretty bad. Um, Here's another one. You you mentioned your Niners kind of steal a, quote, home game or – you know, don't have a road game to talk about. Well, your division rival Rams are the same way. As mentioned, the NFC only has eight road games, but one of the Rams road games is, quote, at the Chargers. So (laughs) they really only have seven. You know what I mean? Like that is not a road game at all. No, that's a great point. Yeah, that's a a zero travel game too. Not only is it (laughs) uh, your home stadium, it's zero travel and at, at worst neutral. And then I want to throw out a little bit of the holiday activity. As, as mentioned, the Lions host the early Thanksgiving game, the Buffaloes at Detroit, Giants at Cowboys, and then Thanksgiving ends with Patriots at Vikings. And really all my wife cares about with the scheduling is how it interferes with our holidays. Well, there's Christmas is not great for that aspect. Yeah, Nicole was not thrilled with you know the oh, Steelers no. playing Monday night or Christmas Eve as are most teams. There is a Monday night game that 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 weekend, but every team but two is either playing on Christmas, and that's Green Bay at Miami, Denver at the Rams, Tampa at Arizona, or more, more likely on Christmas Eve. So 
Yeah, ho, ho, ho. There's going to be a lot of football on while you're opening presents. How about one more game that I noticed looking at the schedule for the 49ers is a New Year's Day game in Las Vegas. No matter the team. What could go wrong? I mean, yeah, think about that. The night before is New Year's Eve. You've got a New Year's Day game at Las Vegas. Anytime that's going to happen. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, you've got to have a strong locker room and a, 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 so, some kind of curfew put together for that one. Uh, that, that, that has the potential to to be very interesting. Which brings me to my last point that I meant to say right at the beginning is, of course, so many fans are anxiously awaiting this because destinations, you know, like how much fun would it be to go to that game in Vegas? You know, I mean, people are probably booking tickets left and right to go see their team on the road. New Year's Eve in Vegas. Like, you think you could have a good time as a fan spending a couple nights there and catching the game? That's probably the game because the 49ers travel really well. It's a close trip. That's probably mm-hmm. the first game that will sell out on the NFL schedule this year is New Year's yeah, right, New right. Year's in right. Las Vegas. Exactly. That makes a ton of sense. You know, so all these things, you know, long weekends, things like that. Of course, you know, I, I know a ton of Steeler fans. They travel extremely well, and Packers, and tons of fans just anxiously await this day because their vacation plans depend on it. Absolutely, that is the 2022 NFL schedule. Let us know in the comments on YouTube or on Twitter at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. What is your favorite game this year on the upcoming schedule? What road trip are you going to make to watch your? favorite team and make sure you're all subscribed up to uh, the Peacock and Williamson NFL show on the Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Make sure you're checking out the rest of what the network has to offer, including Matt Williamson's Locked On Dynasty Football podcast. We got to talk about some rookie dynasty rankings, by the way, Matt. Yeah, we'll get to that. Maybe we'll either do it next week or uh, once we finish our draft series, but I look at them hourly and i'm tweaking them all the time <laughs> okay i can't wait to see where that lands when we do that show probably next week after we finish up our uh, afc draft grades we've got two more divisions left on that we will continue that on monday then we'll have our twitter tuesday our live tuesday episode on youtube and get into the chat a little bit about everything going on in the nfl and then we'll finish up uh, with the last division of our draft grades wednesday then maybe thursday we'll hit those rookie dynasty rankings which will be a lot of fun so keep tuning in we'll be with you every day right here peacock and williamson